Amen. Amen. If you are visiting with us, uh, you are in for a unique experience of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you were here this morning, it is very different tonight than it was this morning. It'll be different tomorrow night than it is tonight. So I encourage you that every service will be different, but it will be uh, something that you will remember, something that you will be encouraged by. Uh, look, Pastor Eric has un unique characters. He has served in uh, children's ministry. Now, I can't tell his age, but he's been in ministry for 44 years, if that kind of gives you a—and he didn't start at birth. So anyway, um, anyway, but what a dynamic man of God, and I pray that tonight is a, a blessing to you. Uh, Mr. S Bishop Scott King, come on up, brother. Did y'all hear me scream when I went to get up? It gets louder every year. Just, oh, oh. God bless you. How many of you are excited about what God's going to do tonight? Now, I want you to, I want you to get, I want you to get you, your spirit in tune. The Bible says, let he that hath an ear, let him hear. That means not everybody's going to hear. Not everybody's going to, going to, somebody said one time, said, well, you know, everybody hears. And I was like, but no, but not everybody hears. Huh? Some of y'all, when you got married, you got what we call selective hearing. All the men's just going, hmm, hmm. Just look at me, guys. Look at me. Just look at straight ahead. Straight ahead. Don't turn your head to the left nor to the right. That's Bible right there. Just look straight ahead. But as we said, this morning was quite different. I think some of you were trying to figure out what in the world is a family crusade. You know, we, we're so used to doing VBS and kids crusades and then revivals and all of that stuff. But I, I believe that what the church needs today more than anything in this world is for us to come together. And I want to encourage you because you encouraged me this morning. Um, I took a picture actually from the back, so we, we won't be able to tell who many of you are, but just the altars filled with dads and moms and grandparents and, 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 and just friends and f brothers praying with one another down here. That's what the kingdom of God should look like. Amen? Come on, somebody. Amen? You know, the Bible says God was speaking to Moses, and he said these words, and this is the SKV. If you don't have that Bible, that's the Scott King version, okay? I, I have to make it sort of, I have to make it real easy, all right? I said that in Alabama, and a lady came back to my table, and she said, you got any more of them SKV Bibles? And I said, no, ma'am. I didn't have a heart to tell her I was just cutting up. I said, no, ma'am, I sold out. I, I'm sorry. I, but the SKV Bible, this is what God, God said to Moses. He said, I want to speak to your children, but they don't know me. Isn't it amazing that this generation and just one or two generations past that saw the Red Sea part? And we are one, maybe two generations away from that great and mighty miracle, and the children don't even know God's voice. That blew my mind. God said, I want to talk to your children, but, but, but I can't. They don't know my voice. I try to speak, and they don't understand who it is that's speaking. And so I want you tonight, you're going to see a very unique. I want you to open up your minds, open up your spirit. I'm telling you, this is the most powerful night. We did this when I first met 
um, Pastor Eric Schwilling. He was uh, an evangelist, and I was an evangelist in the Church of God at the same time, and we would cross paths. I didn't like him. And, and, and I say that um, endearingly, honestly, because I would come and all I would hear while I'm preaching a revival at this church, well, last year we had Eric Schwillen here, and it was amazing. As if to say this one that I'm doing wasn't amazing. And, and then I met him years later, and he said, you know, I didn't like you either because every time I went to a church in North Carolina, they'd be like, Scott King was here last year, and my goodness, it was amazing. And, and so, and then finally... I, I was, I was, it was just a, really a fluke. I was looking for a children's pastor, and, and I, somebody said, Eric Swilling is, is, lives over here in Easley, which y'all don't know what that is, but that would be like living over here in Knoxville, just maybe 20 minutes away or so. And, and I said, well, there's no way in the world Eric Swilling is going to come and hang out with me and do crazy stuff. And sure enough, I called him. He came down, and we forged a ship like you have never, I mean, we, we are cut from the same cloth. We are crazy, and we just do whatever God says do. Tonight, I promise you, if you will watch attentively, all the kids too, you're going to be blown away. This is the most preaching you will ever hear without a word ever being told or spoken. I saw a sign the other day that said, your life will preach a far louder sermon than your mouth ever can. So if you will, for me, for the kingdom, will you put your hands together for my friend, my brother from another, Pastor Eric Swilling. Come on. Hello. Come on. Oh, that was wimpy. Don't sit down on me. Part number 41 done took over the service tonight. Yeah. For you visitors tonight, don't know what part number 41 is. We'll be in here worshiping God. Yet everything will be going good. Y'all have seen it happen. It's happened to you. It's happened to me. And you'll be just worshiping God. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. And all of a sudden, part number 41. It just gets heavier and heavier and pulls you down in your seat. Surely that ain't going to happen tonight. Amen? I want to thank you for coming back tonight and inviting us. I see some fresh faces tonight. Some of you says, I'm just going to come back and see what that fool's going to do next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. That's all right. If that's the only way to get you here, we'll do it that way. Amen? But I didn't come here to entertain you tonight. I, I'm an entertainer that recognizes entertainment, if that makes any sense to you. And one thing I can't stand is ministers that try to entertain. We're not here to entertain you. We're here to allow God to stir and to do what he does, to answer prayer, to heal, to do everything, to save, to sanctify, to bless and to move and to be the kind of God that we all can serve. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. However, in order to do that, as we all know, you've got to be able to recognize fruit. Amen? How many out there remember what I said this morning about the two kind of people in the church? There's winners. Raise your hand if you're a winner. See? 
They don't, boy, somebody put your hands down. It's been a long day, hasn't it? Amen. Praise God. You see, winners know who they are. But there's another kind of person. I call them wieners, and they've infiltrated us, and all they're good at is sitting on part number 41. You cannot serve God in this position. Somebody say amen. amen. So we're not going to do that this week. We're going to get involved in what God's doing. I'm going to put this mic down just a minute. I'm going to holler at you, okay, so you can hear me. All right? Because I need to ask you something. I've got fruit here, and I need to find out if you recognize it. And I need to know because... Oh, my goodness, you got something on you? You got something on you in church? Surely not. Well, let me tell you something. It's my prayer, my desire, it's my hope. Bishop and I have been praying that every one of us get something on us before we leave tonight. Amen? Praise the Lord. If you don't know what that means, hang around. You will when we're done. Now, I want to do one other thing for you. Uh, it's an old trick. I'm going to call it what it is, but I'm going to make a point with this tonight, all right? And that's that I hear a lot of people nowadays say, oh, that's impossible. How many have heard somebody say that lately? Yeah, I hear it all the time. Well, the Bible says with us, there are a few things that are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So let me testify to you tonight that I have been in a service where a blind girl came down front, her eyes were completely white. They were dead. And let me confess to you that as a minister, I thought, you know, it's going to be a long night. Because we're going to pray for this girl till she sees. Amen? Well, I prayed for her three times, and, and all that happened was she went from not seeing anything to seeing shadows. Now, you can leave here tonight saying, well, you know, that really ain't seeing, Brother Eric. It is to me because she saw nothing when she got there, and she saw shadows when she was leaving. So she is seeing better. But I am just like you. On the last time that I prayed, I told the Lord in my spirit, I said, Lord, won't you just heal her? You know, why do we have to go through all Just do what you do, because I've seen you do it. You know what he said? Who told you I didn't heal her? But see, we were judging because she couldn't see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So, I'm not a prideful person. I understand that I'm here representing the Lord, not me. And so, I left that service that night with her not, in my personal opinion, not seeing. She saw better than she did when she came in. God said she could see, but she couldn't. But the last thing he said to me is, she needs faith. So before I left her, I gave her a prescription. If you went to the doctor, he gave you a pill, and it, you thought it would help you, you'd take it, right? I'm a spiritual doctor. So I looked at her, and I said, listen, every morning you put your feet on the ground, you tell those eyes to see in Jesus' name, because he didn't put them there to look pretty. He put them there to see. So I left her, left the church, 280 people looking at me like, why didn't God heal her? God said he did. So I left, and about 10 days later, I came home, and my phone was glowing in the dark. 
I ain't kidding. I turned it up back when you had answering machines. You know, I'm old. But we had answering machines, and so I had to listen to all that. And it was one message after the other, somebody speaking in tongues. I couldn't understand a word they were saying. But I finally picked up on where, what church they were from, Pastor. So I called down there, and the pastor gave me this little girl's father's phone number. Now, I found out that this little girl had, had a baby out of wedlock, and during the uh, uh, time she was having the baby, her blood sugar went up, it seared her retinas, and now her elderly parents that had her in an older age were left with a blind daughter and a baby to take care of. It was a bad situation. So I called down and got a hold of her father, and this is what he said to me. He said, Eljoy, I'm glad you called. He said, every day since you've been gone, my daughter's bedroom is across the hall from mine, and I would hear her every morning put her feet on the ground and say, Eyes, you need to see in Jesus' name. Oh, hold up, hold up. He said, but last Thursday I heard something different. Last Thursday I heard her wake up, and I heard her say in a very strict tone, Eyes, I said, see. In Jesus' name. She got 80% of her sight back on the spot. On the spot. I called her pastor. I'm a sucker for a good witness, brother. I called her pastor. This is what her pastor said. Yeah, El George, she got healed. Said, matter of fact, it was right at Christmas. He said, we had spotlights up. And that night, I was going to open the Bible and read the Christmas story to the congregation and when I open the Bible, this little girl walks out of the darkness and takes the Bible out of my hand. She read the Christmas story to the church, folded the Bible up and looked at her and said, I was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I grew up one time. Everybody tells me, you guys grow up on these days. I'm doing right now, I was called in ministry at 15 and started ministering at 17. And I hadn't let up. You know why? Because Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're wondering what you're doing here tonight? You're here tonight to see the impossible. I'm not joking. I'm glad you paid for the ticket. Because we're going to see it tonight. 44 years ago, my Lord spoke to me. You say, God talks to you, brother. Listen, I'm sorry, but he did, if that offends you, okay? God spoke to me and said, I want you to do something different for me. 44 years ago, that's, that was longer than some of you have been in the world. He came to me and he said, oh, by the way, pre preacher, I need you and your son. Nice chair out of the lobby. I need a nice chair. This is for the king, so it needs to be a nice one, all right? Don't hurt your back. By the way, if you do this wrong, you don't know what you're doing, what, what happens? You blow it, amen? Same way with Jesus. Don't do him wrong, you'll blow it. I'll end my story. He said, uh, he said, Eljoy, he said, I want you to, to put on your mime outfit. Now, I'm a professional. I'm registered in four European countries. I turned the bozo job down in 1990, and I could rattle off my credentials all night long, and it wouldn't impress you because most of you don't know what I'm talking about. But there are ethics and rules to what I do.
Oh, that's a nice one, guys. I can see him in that one already. Jesus told me, when you do what you do, I want you to go double zero. And that means when I turn my back to you, that's called double zero. You'll see me do that tonight. And he said, when you turn around, he said, don't worry about the people. I'm going to minister to the people. That's my job. That's not your job. He said, you're going to minister to me. I thought, man, whew, just saying that, Bishop, just messed me up. I said, God, what are you talking about? He said, I'm going to be in the church somewhere. I want you to go get me by the hand and take me up and put me in this chair, and then I'll minister to them while you minister to me. I said, Lord, that sounds really good, but will that work? He said, yeah, it'll work. I want you to do this for me. Forty-four years ago, I did it my first time. I turned from double zero, and there he stood with a smile on his face. As a professional mind, my job is to get you to see what I see. Now, I'm going to warn you tonight. If you see what I see, you're probably not going to be able to stand up. Tonight, some of you will get an unction to begin to lift your hands and worship. It won't be anything I did. It'll be something he's doing. Some of you tonight will want to stand and, and worship. Some of you tonight will want to leave your seat and come down and kneel at this chair because you see what I see. And I want to tell you tonight, you can't interrupt me. This ain't no show. If you feel an unction tonight to get closer to God, you come and get closer to him because that's what this service is about. Some of us tonight have wandered through life. And we could have done this, and we could have done that, and we could have done this, and we could have done that. And as you stand here right now, you've gotten old, and you don't think you can do it anymore. If God said you were going to do it, I don't care how old you are, you're going to do it. God is not a liar. So here's what we're going to do tonight. Everybody have a seat. And before we start, we're going to worship the way I like to worship. Now, this morning, I introduced you to a new song. Some of you learned it because it was real quick. It says, give God a hand for all he's done, given his life and his only son. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. What do you think we're going to do? We're not just going to give him a hand. We're going we're gonna to understand that we won the game. And I want you to act like you won the game. Amen? All right? Because one thing I can't stand, if the king is coming in here to be with us tonight, let me tell you something. He's got a lot of other places he could be. But he's coming here tonight to, to visit with us. We're going to have a visitation from the Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something. When the king of kings walks in this room, somebody better show some respect. That's my daddy I'm talking about. So tonight when we're singing, let's, let's practice. We've got some visitors tonight that wasn't here this morning. So let's practice right quick. Those that, that were here this morning can help them out, all right? All right? Give God a hand for all he's done, giving his life and all his son. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Come on, church. Yeah, yeah. Sit down. That's pretty good. Now, some of you think you're going to be lazy with me. This morning I cut you a little slack. I didn't come get you, but tonight's a new night. Don't make me come get you. Unless you came in here in a wheelchair or you're old enough to where you can't get up and down, I'm expecting you to worship. Why? Because the children are watching. Well, I don't do anything for a show. No, you don't. You don't do anything at all. It's not a show. If we don't start showing them how to serve God, they're never going to know how. Amen? Y'all with me? All right, Bert, turn it up. Crank it up. Everybody get your hands ready. Let's go. Come on, louder. Come on. I'll stand up and give God a hand. Yeah. Bert, turn it up. 
with me. Let's all stand up, give God a hand. Let's all stand up, give God a hand. Yeah. Turn the bass down, turn the treble up. There you go. Come on, put your hands well, take the game of life, my friend. It's been hard fought and it's near the end and the score is gone. Seven million. Satan. Zero. Well, give God a hand for all he's done. He's given his life and his only son. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah! Give God a hand for the victory for all he's done for you and me. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah! Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Well, now we can see the actors on the stage and you hear the truth in the words they say. When the curtain falls, we call the author's Good name. Man. Well, now we watch the play of life unfold and we found it's just like the Bible told. So we want to praise the author we before go. the end. Well, now give God a hand for all he's done. He's given his life for his only son. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah! Give God a hand for the victory for all he's done for you and me. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah! Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Well, this rough, well, you just might be amazed to find they can't cheer and clap their hands. <laughs> now, some folks think the house of God is a place to snooze, Not snore, and hide. Hey, we'll wake them up with a joyful oh, noise yeah. of praise. Give God a hand for all he's done. He's given his life and his only son. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah. Give God a hand for the victory for all he's done for you and me. Let's all stand up and give God a hand. Yeah. Give God a hand for all he's done. He's given his life and his only son. Let's won this game. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. See, some of you done sat down. Part number 41 done ruined your whole night. You said, well, I got to sit down. I'm wore out. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you had to get up and go to work, you'd get up and go to work. You wouldn't sit around saying, I can't do that. I'm tired. You go for the paycheck. All right. Have a seat. I'm just picking at you. Nice chair, Pastor. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in order to do this as a professional, I have to put my gloves on. Mimes can't talk once I put my gloves on. My wife likes to keep an extra set at the house. Hopefully she can come next time. She's, she's an angel. I married an angel, didn't I, Bishop? Really did. Man, I feel him in the house tonight. Mm. Say, brother, why are you going so slow? I don't know. I'm waiting on something. Hmm. Something's going to happen in here tonight, Bishop. How many out there know what I'm talking about? You can feel it in the, you can feel it in the air. People say, well, brother, you're not saved by feelings. You're saved by faith. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. If you don't feel it, it ain't happening. God made us the way we are. We feel God. 
3 o'clock in the morning when I needed God more than I've ever needed him in my life, I felt him walk in that room. He walked in that room at the hospital, and you say, well, you know, you say you hear God talk. Yeah, he, ta he talked to me. I needed somebody to talk to me, Bishop. I was in more pain than I can describe to you. You people had back trouble out there. You know what I'm talking about? It's bad. But when he spoke, he gave me confidence. He let me know that I was going to walk again. Tonight, there's somebody out there that came, and you've been weak, and you need that confidence. Tonight, when you see Jesus, you're going to get that confidence back. Some of the children tonight, we talk about Jesus all the time. Some of them are going to see Jesus tonight. They're going to go home, Mom and Dad, and they're going to tell you they saw Jesus tonight. Don't you look at them and say, well, I didn't see him. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Let the children see Jesus. They need to in the times we're living in. Young people, let me tell you something. You need to see Jesus. Bless you, brother. You need to see Jesus because one day you're going to have to know the difference between who he is and who he's not. Man, I'm waiting. I'm sorry. I have to wait on the Lord. This ain't about a show. This ain't about what I do. It ain't about what I got planned. It's about why you're here tonight. You may be visiting tonight, never been here before, and you're already flipped out. You're like, is this guy completely crazy? Yes, I am. I'll go ahead and answer that question. I am a lunatic for Jesus' sake. Man. Okay. All right. Mm. Mm.
Yeah. 
get where I'm going On the far side of the sky The first thing that I'm gonna do Is spread my wings and fly I'm gonna land beside a lion And run my fingers through his mane Or I might find out what it's like To ride a drop of rain Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears I will shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I Cry for me down here I'm gonna walk with my granddaddy And he'll match me step for step And I'll tell him how I've missed him Every minute since he left And then I'll hug his neck Yeah, when I see my maker's face I'll stand forever in the light of his amazing grace Yeah, when I get where I'm
Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas grace that taught my heart to fear, and grace my fears relieved. Forever, you are forever.
at? Who is it? Who's got cancer? Who was told you got cancer? I know by faith you don't have it, but who was told you got cancer? I want to know who you are. Hello? Wave at me. I don't know who you are. I don't know anybody in this building. Who are you? We got a napkin in here? I'm leaking, Pastor. Devil's a liar. The devil's a liar. Did you hear me? Jesus said his native language is a lie. I might have missed it. It might be a man. There's, there's somebody in here with cancer. You were told you got cancer. Who is it? Somebody's in here. Where you at? God's not a liar. Somebody worship in this house. I escorted him in, but I ain't escorted him out. There's something going on in this house. Something going on in this house. I curse you, cancer, in the name of Jesus. You lying dog. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. Somebody rebuke it with me. Listen, everybody ain't proud of their disease. I'm sorry. Some people get bad news and they don't want nobody to know. I understand that. I respect that. But let me tell you something. The church needs to start standing against this stuff. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Don't look at me. I ain't done nothing yet. I, I'm just, I'm enjoying his presence. I'm enjoying his presence just like some of you are. Let me tell you something. You may live your whole life and not get to see him like you saw him tonight. I consider it a privilege to be in the king's court. Hallelujah. Deliverance is yours. You just got to want it. You just got to say, Lord, I want it. I want it now. In years past, we used to have people run at the altar, literally jump out of their seat and run at the altar like a child does for a piece of candy. If you really saw what I saw tonight, you'd have, you'd have been down here. I'm just telling you that. 44 years, he never lets me down. I see him in every service. Raise your hand if you saw him tonight. So if I'm a liar, we got a lot more of them in the room. I want to honor him tonight. I want everybody to stand, please. We are in the middle of a revival that will be like no other. Some of you saints have been praying out there for revival. But you thought it was going to be like it used to be. Old-time revival. You know what I'm talking about? Where the preacher had to scream at you till, till he almost fell out. And he sweated so bad he almost passed out. Not that that ain't going to go on this week. You get the bishop cranked and we, we got something going on is all I can say. But let me tell you something right now. God brought us here for you. We are your servants. We're not here to put on a show. I hope you didn't think that was a show tonight because there was nothing about it a show. I got blessed tonight. I saw Jesus. 
Man, I'm soaking wet with his presence. I poured stuff out of a pitcher while the angels flew around the room and handed me cups. See, some of you can't see what I said. I've been doing this a long time. I can see things. Right now, you don't realize it, but there's over 10-foot angels standing in this room all over the place. They're huge. I'm six foot four, and they make me feel like a child. Somebody just poked the person beside him and said, I told you he was a lunatic. I am. I'm crazy for Jesus. I'm a fool for Christ. That's who's running this revival, two fools for Christ. They're just crazy enough to do what God said to do. And your average preacher won't do that because he's got boundaries he has to stop at. I don't. I ain't stopping no boundaries. I'm not stopping until I see the church cranked up one more time and I see people falling out in the seats and I see the anointing even stand up straight where you're standing. I want the anointing to fill this building this week. And this is a big building. So he's going to be busy, right? I want this anointing to be so strong this week that when you walk into those doors back there, you get weak need. That's what we're praying. And we'll tell you one of my, I was on the road 31 years. I'm a walking story. But I'm going to tell you a story and let you go home. I got called to Tennessee College right here in your state. I got called by them to do a secular program because the guy they had coming couldn't make it. They asked me to do a program on abstinence. That's the oddest thing I've ever been asked in my life. I mean, hello. So I didn't answer the man when he called me. I said, listen, I'm a busy man. Let me check my schedule. I'll call you right back. I hung up the phone. I got on my knees, and I said, Jesus, am I going to Tennessee College? He said, yes, you are. I said, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, you're not going to do anything. I'm going to do it. I said, Lord, this is not a church. This is not a Christian deal. This is a secular college calling me. God said, you don't think I go to college? That's what he said to me. I said, I'm sorry, Lord, I didn't mean to be offensive, but I don't know what to do. He said, this is what you do. He said, you study up real good and do your homework and give them about five minutes of hard-hitting facts about abstinence because that's what they ask you for. Then introduce me, and I'll do the rest. Now, you can believe that or not, but I'm going to tell you what happened. I went there like a good servant pastor, not knowing what in the world God was going to do. When I got there, they didn't have a beautiful chair like that. All they had was a rickety little chair I found backstage. I thought there would be 100 people there. There was 5,000 people there. The auditorium was packed. I got a little weak knee. So I went in this little side room, and once again, I went to my father, and I said, Father, what in the world am I doing here? He said, you're, you're doing exactly what I told you to do. Now get out there, just like a father would. I said, yes, sir. I walked out on the stage. I gave him five hard-hitting minutes of what I knew about abstinence as straight as I could possibly give it to him. And then I stopped, and I said, but there's a lot of things that need to be said in this room today that I can't say, but I brought somebody with me that will. They're all looking at me like I'm crazy, like some of you have since I've been here. So I walked up to the edge of the stage. I went double zero, just like I did here. I started the song. I turned. And I don't mind telling you, I thought if he's in this room, then, this, then he's, he's got it going on, all I can say. You could feel the sin in the room. Not that I got anything against Tennessee College. I happen to like it. But you know what I mean. You can feel it. 
So I turned around, started my first song. Nothing. Nobody, not even, not, nobody even winked at me. Turned and went through the second song. When I got through the second song, at the end of the song, I bowed down on my knee to worship the Lord, and the Holy Spirit said, be still. Now, when my daddy tells me to do something, I, I'm old enough to understand all you say to him is, yes, sir. You don't argue with him. You don't ask him stupid questions. You just say, yes, sir. So I stayed right where I was at. And I heard rustling going on. I didn't know what it was, brother. I didn't know if they'd call the security to take me out of there or what. Then I stood up. And there was over 800 people on their knees around that little rickety chair. And God had filled that building to capacity. And you could breathe the Holy Spirit in that building. It was so strong. Man, he's able. This is your opportunity. Bishop and I can't do this. It's your opportunity as a church to invite people that normally wouldn't come to a revival or a church because this is going to be different, as you see. Invite them to the church and tell them, you ain't going to believe what you see when you get there because Gilbert will be here. When is Gilbert coming? Is he coming tomorrow night? All right, Gilbert will be here tomorrow night. And Gilbert ain't right. I'm just telling you ahead of time. Gilbert, everybody has a Gilbert in their family and don't want to admit it. And Gilbert's the one we run off from our church because we didn't want him around. You'll see what's going on tomorrow night. But I challenge you in the name of Jesus. I need you to bow your heads one second because I've been listening to the Lord. I'm not just wasting time here. We've got to go home. If you're standing here tonight, and this was really odd to you, but you felt something tugging at your heart. Let me just tell you tonight that you were here not by accident. You were here on purpose. You were supposed to be here tonight. Nobody's going to sign you up for church membership. That's not what this is about. But the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means all of us have, not just one of us or two of us. Or those that have a church name. It has nothing to do with that. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But tonight I want you to know that Jesus Christ died at Calvary and shed his blood so that you could leave here tonight free from all those things that have attached themselves to you and all that heaviness that you feel. And I don't want you to leave here tonight feeling like that when I know that Jesus can wash you clean with his blood and you can leave here tonight saved in Jesus' name. Going to heaven and being blessed. And some of those situations you're running into, you can have help now that you didn't have before. You'll have an elder brother that'll stick close by you. You'll have a father that'll do miracles for you. You'll have a Holy Spirit that you'll learn to, to recognize that'll walk with you and work with you and do things for you. And, and let me tell you something. He's exciting, the Holy Spirit is, uh, when you realize what he's doing. And if you want that in your life, then let me tell you how simple it is. The Bible said, confess with your mouth and believe. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for you and you shall be saved. That's how simple it is. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you'd like to do that tonight without being embarrassed, without being called out or made to feel funny, but you feel a tug on your heart, slip your hand up to the Lord tonight, not to me, and say, yes, Lord, I feel that tonight. And, God, I want that going on in my life because I, I feel that heaviness that man's talking about, and I want to leave here without it tonight in Jesus' name. Just slip up your hand right now. Don't look around. It's none of anybody's business. It's between you and God. Children, if you've never said these words, dear Jesus, 
I want you to come into my heart and be my Savior and my Lord. I believe in you, Lord. If you've never said those words, you're old enough now to say those words and receive Jesus as your Savior. If you've got your hand up right now, I don't care how old or young you are, I want you to walk down here right now. Again, no embarrassment. We're not going to put anybody on the, the spot or nothing. I just want to pray with you before you leave. I want you to know somebody loves you and cares for you and wants to, to see you free from all that foolishness that you've, you've had going on in your life. Don't look around. This ain't no football game. This ain't a place to spectate. Church has spectated long enough. You've made people feel uncomfortable. Keep your head down. This is a private thing tonight because old and young can receive the Lord. There is no boundaries tonight. God, is, is his salvation is free for everybody. This young lady right here is fixing to have something happen to her life that's going to last the rest of her life. She could be the next Billy Graham. She could be the next person that wins millions of souls to the Lord. And it all started right here in this revival tonight. That's how significant this young lady is right here. Now, there's two other people in here. You're adults. Again, I don't believe in adults, but that's what you call yourself. And, and you're standing there tonight, and you've got sin in your life. One of you gave your heart to the Lord when you were young. Let me tell you something. Uh, this ain't no, no ch uh, church that believes in once saved, always saved. We believe that if you are off in sin, then you had separated yourself from God. And tonight's a night when you can come back to God and you can renew your relationship. That's what we believe tonight in this house. So if you'd like to renew that relationship without anybody looking around, it's entirely up to you. And you know your heart is, is needs this tonight. Raise your hand right now before the devil steals it from you and say, you know what, I'm going to start over tonight. I'm going to give God a chance in my life because right now I'm not doing very well. Lift up your hand high. Young people, if you've had pressures and you, you've broken to those pressures and you've done things you know that, that aren't right, you need to repent tonight. Slip your hand up and say, God, renew my relationship with you tonight. I ask it in Jesus' name. If you've got your hand up, then I'm going to ask you to move down here to the front. Again, all we're going to do is pray for Why are you insisting on them moving to the front? It's because if they can't walk this aisle in this church with people that love them, they're never going to walk outside this church. So if you're standing there right now, you want to renew your relationship with the Lord, don't worry about what people think. Right. Nobody cares what they think. This is about you and God. Then I'm going to ask you one more time to move from your seat and come down here tonight. Bishop, will you help me out here tonight? Come on up. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I don't know about y'all, but I like this. I need some men to, to come up. This guy needs to know somebody cares. Amen. Exactly right. This young lady right here needs to know somebody cares. She's renewing her, her uh, relationship with God tonight. Hallelujah. This young lady right over here, let me tell you something. She's starting on a journey that's going to be awesome. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You were just bold. You just stood right up there, and Jesus saw what you did tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. I want everybody to repeat after me that will because this is how it's done. There is a way that it's done, okay? You don't, salvation is not just a little feel-good thing. Salvation is a fact. It's the blood of Jesus washing away your sin like a, a good shower or bath when you're dirty and muddy. And he wipes it all away. Young lady, you're fixing to get washed from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. And God's going to set you aside for his service. You already have a calling on your life because you already feel God. I can tell by looking at you. You've got an anointing around you. So God's going to use you. This is the beginning. I'm excited for you tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. This young man right here, he was bold. He walked up here and said, you know what? I, got, I need Jesus to renew my life. Let me tell you, I respect a man that will do that. Hallelujah. I respect a man that will do that. Praise God. This young lady over here is the same way. I respect a young woman that will come up here and do it. I don't know about y'all. I'm excited tonight. Praise God. Jesus is moving in this house. 
We're all going to pray together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, you got to say it with your mouth. That's what the Bible says. Say, Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I got some problems, but you're the answer. Take your blood and wash me clean. Use me, Lord. Tonight, I believe in you. I believe you died on Calvary. I believe on the third day you came back to life. And that life is what I'm leaving here with tonight. Tonight, because the Bible says so, I am saved. Somebody shout in this house. Hallelujah. 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 There's victory in this house. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Somebody worship with me. Somebody was going to hell, and now they're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Mm. Can I get a hug? I love you. God bless you. Thank you, guys. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Brother, come here. Let me get a hug. That's what brothers do. Amen. Praise God. I love you. Excited for you. Amen. Praise God. Sister, I'm going to get a double hug over here. Just stay where you're at. I like hugs. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'm a hugger. Ask my wife. I hug everybody. I even got a dog that hugs. Pastor, it's all yours, brother. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to ask you to, to come and bite some folks. Again, I'm just going to say one more time, you're probably not going to believe what you see. So come tomorrow night expecting to see God do something special, and he's going to do it way over in left field, if y'all know what I mean. Amen. Hey, guys, um, I have, um, isn't that awesome? Yeah. Praise the Lord. If, if you would like to invite some friends, I have, uh, we've made some uh, cards up, uh, invitations. And I know some of you are starting school this week. Um, if you'd like to take some of these to, to hand out. Uh, if you have a place of business or if you have a, a, a workplace you would like to hand some of these out, it doesn't have to be school. It could be all ages. Please uh, invite somebody to come and enjoy. How many experience the Lord tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Look, every night's going to be different. But the same Lord is here. Amen. The same presence of God. And we're just trusting Him. I don't know about you, but I was touched. Um, I experienced the Lord, and it was awesome. I, I know that uh, I'm, I'm not doing this to, um, to try to chase you down after this revival is over. But uh, the, the folks in the house, I have encouraged them that if they would um, bring some people with them, the person who brings the most people with them throughout the week uh, actually is is getting a $100 gift certificate. And um, the, the person who brings the second most people gets a $50 gift certificate. So anyway, if you are if, if, if you are a guest of someone tonight, not because, like I said, not because we're trying to track you down or anything, but we want to bless those who have been faithful to invite people to come. So if you will fill out a visitor's card and write the name that you are a guest of on that card, we would greatly appreciate that. Do you love Jesus? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, we love Jesus, and we love you, and we're thankful that you're here. Fellowship with somebody. We'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow night.